2: Now, I think there is a potential for a very uncomfortable conversation in the Atlanta Hawks meeting rooms in their front office because I think, as Chris Thomas and Jersey Mike are hanging out with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game until 6.30 Hawks pregame, ironically enough, comes your way then. I wonder what they'll be talking about. Um, Because Quinn Snyder, Mike, he don't want to throw games. He came, no. he came here to win, my friend, and if you're going to tell him...
3: He showed his passion the other night. When he got a jet, <laughs> he looked like a crazy man on fire. I didn't want to be in that cast. I, path I sure. loved oh it because, like, that's, yeah, that's the... Fi- I enjoy that kind of fire in sports 100%.
2: That's the frustration. That was a lot. That was every Hawks fan's frustration Definitely coming out with, with your coach right there. But with that being said... I, It would be hard to assume, and obviously I don't know anything, and neither does anyone else right now because this just happened, but what is the team going to do? Are they going to say, we're going to play the young guys, we're going to figure out our roster for next season, when Double O comes back, he's the starter at center, Clint's going to the bench, AJ Griffin's going to get significant minutes, and... Kobe Bufkin's going to be your starting PG and, you know, everything's going to sort of filter into this mode of let's prepare for next season, which frankly, in my opinion, they kind of should be doing anyway because they're eight games under 500 and they looked bad again. They had another off game where Trey had a bad night coming back off the all-star game and you don't know what you're going to get. So I think they're potentially at a fork in the road here with their coach, Quinn Snyder, because you know, his mantra is, I want to, we are still in this, you know what? So let's win as many games as possible. But I don't think personally, I'm curious to what you think, that's not the best decision for this franchise right now.
3: Yeah, I think it's also unfortunate to go through these kind of like, I don't know if you'd call them growing pains at like a, a halfway point. But Well, that- at this point, it's, it's growing pains. And you
2: know, it's, it's funny you mention that. Because we had Steve Coonan on Dukes and Bell on Friday, the Hawks CEO. And I asked him, and and he's the best, and I asked him point blank. I said, Steve, I said, we're about exactly a year into Quinn Snyder's tenure. How much of his offense and his system do you feel like he's been able to put in, given the injuries and given the lack of consistency from the team? And he said that he thinks that Quinn is, quote, still in the lab with a ton of left to prove, Okay, meaning that he has not been able to come in and sort of take over the Hawks' entire organization with putting his stamp and his name and his system in. So, yes, it's sort of a six of one, half a dozen of the other. What are you going to take? Are you going to give Quinn the ability to mold these young guys and mold everybody there, or are you going to say, no, we're hard-charging towards a potential playoffs Because right now... Technically, and I'm using air quotes for everybody out there listening, they're still in the playoffs right now. So are you going to risk losing that potential spot by growing pains for the youngsters? Or
3: are you going to give your coach an opportunity to earn his money? I mean, I'm personally, I like Quinn. I think what he's done is good. And I think there have been a lot of results that show that what he's doing works. Except in the win column. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> I see Remember, that. I, I was a little
2: negative that. at first, and now I'm trying to no, swing no, back. No, 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 you always got one thing, Mike. You'll learn as you're a budding <laughs> radio host here, as am I. You always got to speak from the heart, man. You That's always got to speak your truth to power because if you come in here. All right, well, in that case, go for the
3: playoffs. No. Take that
2: chip. Come on. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. It is time for the Hawks to do what they should have done at the trade deadline, what they should have done last offseason. Because if if you weren't going to make a move last offseason, then you should have hit the damn reset button. I'm sorry. Because everybody and their mother out there knew that this team wasn't going to be good enough. And they have shown exactly that so far this season. (laughs) And now you've lost your... Uh, I would say your best center at this point. I'm just going to say, you talk about speaking truth to power. Yeah, Onyeko Okongwu is better than Clint Capella at this point in their careers in terms of being an overall player. Clint still is Agreed. a better offensive player at this point in his career, but Onyeka's really starting to blossom on the defensive end. He's working on and his long-range game. Really. they need that,
3: really. So, they need it in the world. It's their biggest weakness. Yeah, definitely. You watch those games, it's like... It's like watching a uh, scarecrows. It's like can you body someone up? Please? No, like you just they, but they can't. That's, yeah, the that's cuz they give they up a 100. Physically they can't. give up 183
2: <laughs> points a game, I think, cuz that, <laughs> that's what we've been watching the entire season. It's been absolutely maddening. So, as you as you all are out there, I'm going to put up a poll at C Thomas Radio at 929 the game. What should the Hawks do for the rest of the season? Stay the course or learn and play the youth? Stay the course? Or learn and play the youth. And if you want to weigh in on the phones, 404-726-0929. Jersey Mike and I will take your call. Once again, if you missed it, Trey Young out at least four weeks. He'll be evaluated in four weeks. I still want to know
3: exactly what happened. We were talking about this a little bit. We were looking for videos. Because four weeks is a long time to just have no... I guess like on court reaction well, he's gonna have to sur-
2: he's going to have surgery. So that tells you the length of what happened. There was a he shot must have
3: toughed it out.
2: Yeah. There was a shot where his hand was getting, they showed it on the broadcast where his hand was getting looked at, but I didn't see the actual play in which he sustained the injury. So it must have been, ba- you know, these guys, when they're crossing each other up, hands, and st- they get jammed. I mean, you ever see yeah, like, Shaq? A- like, look at Shaq show up his hand, and one of his knuckles is going in the wrong
3: You don't even direction. have to be a pro. Like, if you've ever taken a bad basketball pass, and that gets your finger right on, that hurts bad. So now imagine taking it from a pro yeah. who's launching
2: that at you. And oh he, my tore, God. he tore something. So it w- wasn't something even... in his
3: hand that sounds like it belongs on a space station. <laughs> I <can't> even
2: <laughs> cardial tonal, cardial ligular, radial, yeah. something radial. Yeah, radial fracture of the leg of the third ligament of the fourth. It, I don't. I don't even. <laughs> his pinky finger. Yeah, people. something happened to his pinky finger, and he needs surgery. Great. That's what you need to know. And it's going to take four whole weeks. Oh my well, god! Well, that, that's minimum because that's Mike. nuts, Mike. He'll be re-evaluated in four weeks. That yeah, means, that's crazy. That means even if he's in four weeks, he's still not going to get on a basketball court. He's going to have – I bet you he's not going to do any basketball activities for weeks, weeks on end.
3: In case the uh, listener is unfamiliar, basketball, your hands, rather important part of the play. So not having use of your hands really is a bit of a hindrance for Trey Young, unfortunately. Um. I would think so. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. 404-726-0929. Hawks have a decision to make. With the injury to Trey Young and 25 games left in the season, do you, A, stay the course with Quinn Snyder, and that's being probably if you got him on some True serum, that's what he would want to do, or do you reset the roster in such a way that you're featuring the young kids and looking out for next season while also giving DJ the opportunity to be the star of the team? Let's head out to Jermaine. You're on Sports Radio
3: 929 the game. Uh, I'm going to go with B, man. I mean, might as well, pit, pit, you know, pick the pit the rookies in there, see what they can do, and just work on that season because, you know, it, it's pretty much over at this point. Even if they do make the
2: playoff, they will get knocked down in the first round. Now, if Trey was healthy, what was your confidence in them anyway? Yeah, See, <laughs> made. That's a, thank you for the phone call. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Boom! Right there, right off that the bat awesome. at 404 929 See, that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Like, this, this unfortunate event really put the Hawks in a position where I thought they were anyway. Like, I, I didn't think this team was going anywhere fast, even with a healthy Trey Young. So you remove him from this roster and you are completely up the creek without a paddle. Never mind not having Onyeka Okongwu for yeah. uh, an indefinite, air quotes again, period of time. And I don't believe that this team was going anywhere anyway. So now you have been gifted by the basketball gods an opportunity that you didn't have to make before, because we know, again, this is based on the type of coach that Quinn Snyder is. He's not going to want to take his foot off the gas pedal. Now there's a reason for Landry Fields and Kyle Corver and company to say, Hey, Quinn, we got to start thinking about next year. You're going to be here. Trey's going to hopefully be here and we got to start game planning this thing. And we have a nice little sample size now to try to do so.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, There's also been, we've all been saying, you know, and they're a playoff team, they're a playoff team, but they've been a playoff team for a few years with not great results, so is it really worth it to just be a playoff team? Shake things up a little bit. Do something different because being able to just say, oh, we're a playoff team. Like Jermaine said, yeah, the playoff team that gets knocked off in the first round, you're the other team's like, okay, let's get them out of the way real quick. Yeah, that's what they've, like, been, the past, that's what they've been the past two seasons. Yeah. That, that Atlanta Hawks run
2: from 2021 is getting further and further and further away, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It feels like since Trey took that bow with the it garden, feels like. Yeah, that feels it like really a long is. time ago, Mike. So let me ask you this. If you were the team in the offseason – would your biggest priority be to either, A, move DeJounte Murray, or, B, try to go get that center that you've needed for the past five years?
3: Center, 100%. Also, because I'm a big DJ fan, I think that he's stepped up a whole lot when he's needed to. And I'm also just, I have a soft spot in me for centers. I think that is a key part to any team. Well, especially you're, you're
2: showing your allegiances right now for people who don't know.
3: Oh, my God, dude. Don't even tell me about it. But,
2: uh, <laughs> well, you're going through the same thing right now. Yeah. You're miss- you've been, for those who don't know, Jersey Mike from the southern part of New Jersey. Ironically enough, I am from the northern part of New Jersey. So, I was Knicks Nets. Jersey Mike was All Philadelphia Philly. 76ers. And they've been without Joel Embiid for a little bit now.
3: It's been a little tough. It's been a little tough. The introduction of Kyle Lowry has been uh, interesting for sure. He's a shot
2: player. Yeah. <laughs> Miami knew it for a couple of years now He was hanging on by a thread there And they had to move heaven and earth to let him go I honestly don't know why you guys picked him up
3: I wish I had an answer for you But yeah. unfortunately some radio silence Yeah, it's uh, alright So getting back to the hog let's- <laughs> I, <don't> re- <laughs> I led you
2: down a rabbit hole You did not want to go down I'm opening up a scab wound 20 minutes into the show
3: But uh Yeah, oh my god, that threw me for a loop but, uh, yeah, I think the Hawks need to go center. I think that's a key part of so many teams, especially with what we've seen in other teams now, how important big men have been. I think that's really an irreplaceable part, and that's what they need to focus on the offseason. How do you feel?
2: I know I agree 100% because I think what they're ultimately going to wind up doing is they're going to come down off their price off DJ because that was the reason that he was still here at the end of the trade mm-hmm. deadline because they everyone – on the NBA circuits, knew exactly what the Hawks were trying to do. They were trying to recoup as much value to get back that they gave up to get him in the first place. So with teams knowing that, they were like, okay, yeah, you want two first-round picks and a second-round pick? Come talk to me later. And the unfortunate thing is, until recently, he's been okay. He's been good. He has not been great. He has, not been, he has not been a great player for the Hawks. Like, Trey Young is still clearly the best player on the team. Like people, tw- almost 27 still. Yeah, I mean. th- there were people that when DJ came in thought because of the defense he was supposed to play, combined with 21, 22 points a game, that he would rival Trey for the best player on the team. No, not even close